Hi there, everybody, and welcome back, eventually, to the ABFC Faithful Podcast with myself, Dan. And myself, James. Well, this has been a while, hasn't it, James? How have you been? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How have you been? I mean, we've we've had a couple of things come up in between the last time we were on and now, but yeah, busy and stuff. How, how are you? Yeah, not not bad. Yeah, we, we've been impeccably busy, and I don't think we planned at all for... Well, it ended up being a bit of a whirlwind with Villa and both of us, I think, for the past... Well, <laughs> nearly two months at this stage. So, yeah, yeah it, it's been an interesting one. We've had uh, chopped fingers, weddings, a sacked manager, oh, yeah. you know, a cup run all the way. We've had it all come up. Yeah, there's been plenty going on, isn't there? I mean, the last time, that, do you know, the last time we did one, it was uh, just after we drew to Man City. How long yeah. ago is that, man? Ridiculous. And we were thinking that Gerard might be clawing his way back. And now we're sat here welcoming Unai Emery to the club. It's, um, I don't think either of us predicted this two months ago. No, um, and that makes me very happy. I, I can't lie to you. I think I think there's there's no point dwelling on the past. I don't think we need to sit here and review Stephen Gerrard's tenure. We've done that enough, personally. I think. Yeah, I feel um, like we covered it too many times. <laughs> way too many times. I think if you want to just have a look, just go through James's Twitter because that's probably everything I thought as well at the time. <laughs> but there's enough threads for you to delve into. Look, it was the right decision. No one's arguing against that. I don't think. Yeah that watched Villa play. And I think the only thing we were worried about was was the man of replacement we were going to get. Now, um, you're, you're going to have to talk about the only other man that was really an option because he, he I didn't know anything really about him. But the, the guy that everyone didn't want, basically, his name eludes me now. Uh, you're going to have to remind me of his name. What, the um, Sporting Lisbon boss? That's the one, yeah. What, Ruben Amarim? That's the one, yeah. I yeah. remember distinctly there was a... Um, I don't want to say a, a dis- disliking towards the, the a possibility of appointing him, but... I think the best word would be apprehension, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not of the mind that you don't go away from... I, I think to a lot of people, it was a, they thought it was sideways. You're going from no prem to no prem, weren't you? Um, yeah. So I, I understood that. But, you know, you were a, a very, very keen... Do you know the word at this stage? You just... You, you were not shying away from the fact that you kind of wanted that bloke. I would have been extremely happy with him. He's um, really highly thought of. Um, he's what? He's thirty. Same age of Ashley Young, I think, thirty-seven. He's um, he's a really bright coach. Um, I can see the apprehension over him because of him being, you know, unproven, uh, not a lot of experience. But I mean, I, I haven't watched him like loads live in the Portuguese league. I don't think I've watched him live in the Portuguese league. I've seen like highlights, but mainly watched him in European competitions. And the way they're set up is so good to watch. Like they're brave on the ball. The structure's solid and the structure doesn't compromise their attacking. And it, it would have been like a really good um, appointment, I think. But I never had Emery Day myself on my list because I just didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was possible in a sense because he was he's in a job. We know his credentials. Yeah. And, you, you, you know, he did cost a, a fair price. Um, but yeah, here we are now. It, it didn't make sense, did it, really? I think it, he was on the list. I remember us all chatting in, in in our little Twitter feed and we were all thinking, here's the names that are cropping up. And we all said Emery would be an amazing shout, but that ain't happening. You know, yeah. He's in a job. He's in a, he's in a good job, a comfortable job. He's happy where he is. He's been successful there. And he's here. Just, it baffles. It's it's st- I still don't believe it. I watched that. I literally just got off watching the training session. Oh, yeah. And so I don't... Lovely. It doesn't make sense. I'm seeing Unai Emery in Villa gear running around training Ollie Watkins. And I'm thinking, yeah. 
this doesn't match. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. But it here, is, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? It's stark contrast, isn't it, from uh, from Gerard? Because I mean, he he leaned heavily on his coaches, mm. and from the training video, it didn't look like many of Emery's coaches were there yet. I, I might it might just be a coincidence that we didn't see much of him, but he was so hands on himself. Whereas I think the coaches might be more to do with the individuals, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, when it the how we how we train and stuff but we'll see it, it was just nice to see him so involved taking the whole team and he just looks like he's seamlessly fit in already you know what i mean i mean you don't get top class coaches that are shy or anything anyway no but he just looks like he's confident like he's been here for a, longer than a few hours if you know what i mean so it was it was nice to see us i just tweeted hearing him say things like press high press high and he was he said to he pulled jacob ramsey up and he said one mistake he said when the ball's here you should be there and like that positional coaching is just like it makes me have excited itches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been waiting for something like that for so long, a bit of structure. It, it's just, I really hope that it'd be nice to hit the ground running with a big result, but I think it needs time anyway. We need time to let this coaching sink in because it's not easy for a player to go from one thing to another. So no. we'll see how it, how it goes. I mean, I think the World Cup is partly a, a blessing. Uh, having time yeah. to having time to work with the players and assess the squad um there will be obviously a few that are over there not too many but yeah it's, it comes at a decent time really yeah exactly that I, someone replied to you stating that you know the big difference when a manager does it, it does give that sort of authority they mentioned yeah. Arteta and Pep do it I'm not saying he's as good as Arteta or Pep probably as good as Arteta in a sense let's not get into it too much but yeah um you know having a manager that's involved and seemingly invested in making his philosophy on the training pitch with him there is a massive change from what we had before and yeah can't speak too much as Emery as a person obviously he was sort of hounded out of this country due to the fact that he was the predecessor to Arsene Wenger. He was, it was a poison chalice. He, he got the David Moyes treatment basically where, yeah. but again, you look through his stats and how he was as a bloke, there was nothing really on him. I don't think he's a bad, he seems yeah. like a nice bloke. He adapts to the culture. Well, he was more than willing to come back here, which is really telling to me that he believes he's got unfinished business in the Premier League, which yeah is so exciting because the fact he took us means that he believes that we can do something to the level that he wants to be at. And he yeah. clearly buys into the club and the project that the owners are buying into. Yeah. Which I've seen a lot of people thinking that they've they've sort of lost a bit of faith. Not too much, but I can see a couple of people whispering, you know, <laughs> why did it take so long to set, get rid of Gerard? And I mean, all yeah. it took was uh was one game, was was one Fulham game to be watched in the flesh halfway. And as soon as that got yeah. win, that was the um that was a decided moment for Gerard, wasn't it? So it's yeah. good to have someone buying in, I think, and to have a an actual, a, you can sit there and actually say, how does Unai Emery play? How do his team yeah. set up? What can you see? And that's something we just didn't have. And I was worried we yeah. weren't going to have. So I, I'm just outrageously excited. I, I'm more excited for our second game, not not this weekend. I, I'm, I'm interested for it, but I'm not going to be yeah. watching it with a tactical eye or anything. I'm just going to, Hopefully, see a bit of a, a bit of fight. You know who's yeah. the neighbour's captain. Was that's yeah, just, interesting. That's very interesting. I'll be. I don't think he'll sh- shake it up too much, to be honest. No, I don't. Um, it, it, it's one of those. Like, I mean, talking about that Fulham game, it seems like a, there was a strange game to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I think about it, I feel like it didn't happen in a sense. It was just something that had to happen for the change to happen, if you know what I mean. It was such a, like looking back now, it was a really weird time, personally, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Emery choosing us, I think it just shows he must have, he must know that he's got some level of control over a lot of things for him to come here. Like it'll be interesting to see the, um, the recruitment side of it. Cause he's got, he's got a good talent idea. I mean, he brought Martinelli to Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to bring someone like that to us, that is absolutely fine. So I'm it'll be interesting to see. Too. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see like how it works. Um, obviously with Lang and, Perzo was involved a lot with Gerard as well, but I think it should just be left to the manager and the director of football and see yeah. what sort of strategy we take um, in terms of the next two or three games. Obviously, we've got United twice and then Brighton. This Sunday is going to be one of those that is, you can't really look too much tactically into it because he's only yeah. had a few days. So, you know, it's, it's just going to be one of those classic. We will be looking to be hard to beat and um, hopefully clinical on the attack. And then... The the, um, the League Cup tie is the most interesting one for me, I think, because yeah. he's got a good record in Cups, and that's something that we would love is a Cup run. Um, so Easily. I'd love to progress in that. Um, and then Brighton on the weekend after, I think that's a... They're, they're looking, at, looking at a real good side under Deserby under again. Um, so that's going to be an interesting fixture in itself as well. But yeah, it's going to be a... A weird three games, I think, leading up to a World Cup at a, a weird time of year. So I just hope that we, we look like a good coherent unit for three games and then after that, another tough run. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. It's hard to sort of get into too much of an idea of what it'll be like because we're in this really weird position with the World Cup coming up. Yeah. But I did have an idea and I want to pose this to you now because we've got a change of manager and what feels like a sort of shift in the board and not too much in the board, but as in the the sort of upper structure of the club, it feels like things are moving around a bit. Maybe some people have caught on to the fact that it was becoming a little bit of a bad place. Yeah. Now, what I, I want to know, first of all, if you, what are in your mind, the top three players either will be moved on or should be moved on either in winter, not, not in the winter, yeah, well, in winter um, or summer. I, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. Cause I've got some distinct <laughs> ideas in my mind. Um, not yeah. more so you personally, but what you think is most likely to happen and with good reason, obviously not just, you know, Ashley Young's too old. So he's got to be taken out the back and shot in the leg or something. <laughs> um, looking at January, I think we'd be more likely to see some of the fringe players go obviously so you're looking at Gilbert possibly Sanson Nakamba that sh- that raises you know a bit of funds and takes them off the wage bill and then you might see one or two perhaps a loan or something in January with an option to buy I don't think it'll be like too much of an upheaval in January no um the summer's going to be a weird one I think because it does depend on what players step up to the plate for the rest of the season because it could be any of them that you know lose the place or get moved on um the big one for me that's questionable is is John McGinn, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's just thinking where he fits into this this Emery team because obviously I think we're all presuming it's going to be a a four two three one, but it might be that four four two that he uses because it's a it's a bit of a fluid one. Yeah. It's not good. Like when you say four four two, you think Brexit, Sean Dyche, yeah. all that shit. <laughs> Mike Bassett, but, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's different. It, like that left midfielder comes inside, and then the two strikers play a bit wider, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's really like technical. Yeah. So in if it's that four four two or four one four one, whatever he plays, I don't know where John McGinn fits in because he doesn't play in a in a double pivot for me. No. I think we've got better players to play as as the ten or out wide, obviously. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if he steps up in a different position, um, or if he just Im- if he improves himself. Um, because I think you think two two summers ago was it something that United were rumored to be in fifty mil for him? Yeah, what first think, first season, but just pre-COVID, I think it was pre-COVID. Yeah, it was it first was. rumored, and then COVID. Well, behind closed doors, summer. Um, yeah, that was yeah. I remember that the fifty million. Sir Alex Ferguson was calling for him. I remember that. Yeah, from exactly. Up above. And it's uh, it's one of those that like I don't want to. I missed the boat because it's not like I I'd love him to improve. Um, but it feels like I've been saying that for. A little while now and it's a shame that we may have missed out on that sort of money where we could have upgraded or you know find someone that fits us a bit better it's just a it, it divides the fan base i think a little bit because there's a lot of people that obviously they're liking for what he's done for us and you know the journey and i mean he's got a great work ethic you can't deny that no he's a technical ability on the ball sometimes he's just so hot and cold and then some people just want to see him gone to be honest like it's it's a bit sad to see really but it's football and it? it's it's brutal and you've got to improve or you do get left behind so yeah that those are my three initially Gilbert Sanson and Nakamba possibly um what about you yeah I so I'm under the assumption actually that I think Sanson's going to play a big role in the next eight months I think he's yeah. going to be given until the summer um, because he's a clearly a very, very good player on his game because yeah. he he's not come from Paul Pedigree. It's not like he's a, a random youth player we brought in and he hasn't worked out over the past five years. He was brought in with intent and hasn't really had that chance. Yeah. Watched him play, he looked well. It was one mistake that cost him his place and he never got back. Yeah. So I think he'll be one of the ones, especially if we are playing with with the way we are, and if we do stick with a four, two, three, one, or well, like you said, you know, that. The midfielders, basically. I'll call it the midfielders. Um, yeah. If that's going to happen, I genuinely think that he'll be sticking around because I think he's got the ability to play in that team or at least make an impact from the bench. And yeah. the club will be looking at, well, no one's in for him. No one really wants to buy a player that's not playing. They're not. They're probably he'd probably set, be sent out on loan. I think if if, if anything on in January, he'd be sent out on loan with option to buy. Yeah, I could see that happening to like a. I'd say Forest, but I think they've used up all their cash. But, you know, a team like that where they're struggling and they could do with a play and you just give them. Yeah. Gilbert's definitely gone. There's clearly something behind the scenes there. Um, we yeah. don't know. And I will say this to any Villa fans listening, he comes across as so likeable on social media and it's hard not to, but there's clearly something there. There's a reason why he is not playing. It's not just under Gerard; It's been under Smith as well. And he's yeah. been ostracised and he's still not back now. And and he's still with the 21s, isn't he? Exactly. And, and Sanson isn't and the Canberra isn't. So that, that's screaming levels. There's clearly something going on there. Yeah. I think I think there's a, a, a level of... Um, Obviously, I don't know anything about this, but I'm going to suggest that from his behaviour on social media, there's probably a level of disregard between the main coaching staff and the club and him. Yeah. And they feel yeah. like, well, you're not going to come back. Anyway, it's a big separate issue. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I would agree with you that McGinn, um, I've been his, it's been two months since we recorded an episode. I'm saying the same stuff about him. He comes on the pitch, he loses the ball, he tries his best. And I can see he's trying. That's the hardest thing about McGinn is... You can never fault the. He's not saying he doesn't care, but yeah, the thing that sticks in my head that Fulham game 
the goal went in, the first goal went in, and the camera's obviously facing towards him because he was at the edge of the box when the shot went in. And he just turns around, he, there's no expression on his face. He just yeah, starts like walking. Acceptance, wasn't it? It did look like he was like, well, this was going to happen because we know we're going to lose today. And that to me was like, oh, you just don't want that. Because I wanted to see them fight for Gerard because I wanted to know the players had fight in them. Yeah. And so that, that stung me a little bit. It's the same stuff with him. I think he's got a big oh God, I keep saying eight months for everyone but he has got he's got another big eight months because he will be given till the summer but yeah. he'd be one that you know a, a top level coach looks at and goes you're just you're not giving anything that we need and you're not filling a hole that we need and I could sell you on I get a player that plays in the positions I'm actually using and gives the effectiveness yeah I think Coutinho um, goes I think Coutinho is my other one. I yeah. think he's gone, personally. Yeah, I, I think I, he will struggle. And I think he's a January goer. I think he goes in January. I I, I think uh, any I think he screams MLS to me. And yeah, he does. Lazy, a bit. It feels lazy to say it, but I just don't see him stick. I think not just because of Gerard, but he's clearly behind Buendia in terms of fan favouritism. And I assume probably for what Emery would want in terms of actual playability as well. And he's not got the ability to be the wingers we need either if we did ever use a winger or a wide midfielder. Yeah. He's probably, he's so, he's got so much talent that he's got the chance to stay. But I just think he'll think, oh, there's no point. I'll just go play where I can kind of do, I can just walk about. Because he does like, he's a luxury player. He likes not having to press too high, not having to run too much, just sort of float about and get the ball in pockets. Yeah, it's going to be, I've, I've, I've seen him press for us, but yeah. I, I don't think he can do it consistently. No. Um, I mean, I'd love him to prove me wrong. I still I still think he's a quality player, but something that I've really like picked up on the past week or so, something I think I've overlooked quite a bit, is the physicality that you need in your team and in this league. And Coutinho's just, he's not strong. He's not big. He's not really got an engine. Um he hasn't got a lot of aggression compared to like Buendia, etc. So I think it, it could be a struggle for him. I'd love Emery to come in and just revitalise him. I could I, I could kind of see a purple patch happening. We need consistent all year round performances. Yeah. That goes for every player, not just him. Because there's still a debate over him and Coutinho, whether Buendia starts well in, in games, which I think he does. I just think he need all of the players need that structure around him to perform consistently, which we're going to get that now. So yeah, it's going to be a big months for them all as you say and Coutinho is going to be one of those at the top of the list that I think he's probably going to be well looking at maybe potential moves in the summer or I don't know about January if it is anything it would be alone as you say but yeah want to keep an eye on I think it's, it's interesting I think it's the first thing that comes up onto it. it's why I wanted to chat about it to us is the first thing you think of is which players is he going to get rid of what changes is he going to make like I said I don't actually think he's going to change the captaincy anytime soon if he does I'll be impressed because yeah he'll see that there is no benefit to having John McGinn as captain, especially if he's not in the team. I would yeah. be, but now this is a discussion that a couple of people have mentioned to me. I don't know if you're, because you're a bit smarter than me, James. I'm happy to concede that tonight. Um, caught me on a good day. Now <laughs> I've heard apparently when, when Emery was at Arsenal and Debu was at Arsenal, Debu was one of the main backers for his removal. Martinez, if anyone's getting a question on why I keep saying Debu, it's just because I want to call him Emmy all the time. And apparently that's wrong because that's Emmy Buendia. I've been slapped on the wrist far too many times by people for doing that. Oh, no, I don't, don't call him back, Emmy. Yeah, so do I. And apparently that confuses Emmy with the big hands, I'll call him. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Everyone knows Emmy now, knows. don't they? <laughs> so 
so I don't know if there's any truth to that, but people seem very certain that you're going to see Martinez lose his place because of it, because of some bad blood. I've not heard of it. I've just been told this. I don't know if you've heard anything about it. Oh, I think he gave him... I don't know if I remember... To be honest, I haven't really researched into it again. I thought that he gave him his chance that season. Or was it... I, I can't remember. Because obviously Leno... Was it Leno that got injured? And then Martinez came in. Because uh, I'm, so, I'm genuinely trying to yeah. think... I can't remember, but I don't think. Let's say that um, he he didn't really give him his chances or whatever. I think I don't think it'll affect things. To be honest, I think Emmy's a professional, so is Emery. Um, so I don't think it'll affect things too much. Obviously, that if something has happened before, they're going to need to have a chat, a one-to-one. But that's that's been a few years ago now, and it's you know Martinez's career has just took off a lot more, and mm. Emery's coming back to prove a point. They both need to be on the same page. If there was anything that was that had happened before, but I, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that myself, to be honest. He played um, eight games under Emery. I've just had a look. He played eight, so he's not like he was ostracised in in the under twenty ones or anything. Yeah, and he put out yeah. a very nice apology tweet. You know, saying I'm sorry we let you down. It's our fault for not performing in the right way. I'm sure we will meet again, which is. They have oddly well, specific as they definitely have. Thanks, Birmingham. Well, now. Um, I don't think there's anything to worry about, really. Then, no, I, I again, I, I didn't see too much in it, but I was interested to see if you'd heard of it, to be honest. So, no, no, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, it's going to be very interesting. I, w- I want to get it out here plain as day in my mind. These past few months are not solely down to managerial and tactical issues in my life. Yeah. In and looking at these players, I think. I don't think there's actually one player I can look at and say you've been without any criticism this season. And I, I don't yeah. genuinely, I'm try, I, I sat there earlier, to be honest, uh, thinking about it. And I can't think of one player I can think you've been stellar, perfect. <laughs> I can't complain about you, which is sad yeah. to say, you know, because Ashley Young was getting that way, but then he hasn't he actually, a... yeah, he, he didn't have the best game, did he? And then he had an upturning form, like when he came in for Dean. But yeah, the exactly it's it, it's just one of those, isn't it? Like it, as you say, it's not been solely down to manager. I think some players need to step up a lot more. And if they don't mm. step up to Emery, then it's game over. To be honest, he won't shy away from that. Uh, but the no. thing is, they should step up to it anyway. Because if they do, their own careers are going to take off a lot more. So it, you know, they have they should have a vested interest in taking things on board that he wants to do. For some um, of these players, it's the chance to work under what could be one of the better managers they work under for the whole of their careers. Yeah, exactly. Because like the likes of I'm trying I'm trying because I, I love so many of these players, but the likes of Ollie Watkins, if he's continuously not turning up for Unai Emery, I don't see where he goes from us. Yeah. Because I don't there was all this talk about Arsenal wanting him and you know how how he's one of the best English strikers we've got and how much better we were for getting him over Tony, you know, but, and now we look at it and we think, well, I don't, uh, Ollie Watkins as someone who presses and plays the game in the way that I want to watch a striker play to me is one of my favorite players Yeah, but as a striker. <laughs> he's one of the most frustrating people I've watched in my entire life. And it, I think it's more frustrating because I like him as well. He's clearly yeah. a really nice bloke and he clearly tries his hardest and it makes it so much harder to slate mm-hmm. him and I don't really often I just think he's one of the players that you look at and think this is your time to really step it up a gear yeah and he's um, he's, he's one of the like, as you said he's he was known in this first season for being a pest to defenders he yeah. constantly press 
And then Gerard came in and air pressing stats in general went down. They just mm. plummeted. So I think you were taking away one of the best parts of his game. And I think, I don't know, you, I don't know how you, much you can look into things like it, but I mean, if you take away part of his game, it affects him in general. Um, I think it, it, he's left a bit colder in, in general for 90 minutes. He's, he's a bit more isolated. If, he, if you're getting him to press and winning the ball back, he's a lot more involved in, in a certain way. I think he could be someone that really benefits from Emery. I think about Dan Juma. He wasn't really a Premier League player, really. And then he's gone over to Villarreal and he's given this sort of striker slash wide left role. Yeah. And he's performing in the Champions League. And if you think about Ollie Watkins, that's sort of his sort of game. Like a centre forward slash drifting out to the, the left wing. That, that's him. That's how he was when he was at Brentford. And that's how he started for us. So I think that could really help him. Um, and I'd, I'd love that. I think if we start feeding him more chances like we did in the first season when, when Grealish was here, I think he gets more confidence. He does need more chances than a, a top-class striker. That, that's a given. But he's, that's because he's not a top-class striker and there's no, you know, nothing bad saying that because it's such a tough league. He just needs that help with coaching, his personal coaching. And the, we, we need to have this structure that gets makes chances at the same time as not fucking opening ourselves up to attack, attack, attack constantly. Yeah. Which you know was a half of our season already. Yeah, and so, yeah, maybe I'm looking not, forward to it. Yeah, maybe not chopping and changing everyone who's working around every couple of games as well would be nice. Maybe yeah. some some actual consistency in the team sheet, which I expect, uh, yeah, w- w- will come really nice. So no, again, I I I put a lot of faith in Ollie, and I, I really do believe that he can. I think I I genuinely thought he'd make the World Cup squad. No, I, I'm sitting this in as if he isn't. He could still, but I just I I thought he was the third man to be honest. Yeah, I think obviously I don't think to- he will be now. Tony and Wilson are ahead of him now. I think that's good yeah. for him though. I don't think he needs yeah. that right now. I think he needs the ability to to go to the warm weather training and get his head down and really learn and, and be just a, a student to the game because he's yeah, got definitely. so much ability locked up in there. He's got all the passion to have that ability. It's just waiting to unlock it. Yeah. Now, I, I, I just have to caveat this with, I, I don't know if you're watching the Norwich QPR game because obviously it, it's the battle of I the Villa right boys. <laughs> I, like Tim, Tim, I can't see his last name still. You, you can say it if you want. Erobinum. Yeah. <laughs> Booked in the first minute. Outrageous. Yeah. He- he went in for um, a tackle and it looks like his feet slid from underneath him and it looked a lot worse than, than it was. It looked, When you see it like at first, it looks like intent, but no, I think he just slipped. Um, oh, Tim, you wouldn't do anything yeah, like that. No, he wouldn't. He's, he's no. the next Vieira, so I yeah. wouldn't worry. <laughs> they, they both had decent starts to this game, though. Aaron Ramsey's created a nice chance for Pookie. It's my Champions League night, that is. That, I can't wait. I'm, I'm very looking I, forward yeah. to... No offence, but I can't wait to get off this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching the QPR Blues game the other day and I was, uh, I don't, I'm not even going to go into it, not on this podcast. No, but yeah, no, it's, it's not fair on Tim's. Yeah, Tim was, uh, I mean, I've got a couple of Blue Nose mates um, and they've got season tickets. What? And they... What's wrong? I'll be your friend, James. You don't need to have Blue Nose mates. <laughs> yeah, mate. with me. In it, yeah. But um, yeah, they were at the game and then because they love to warm me up, the first thing they said and they got out of the ground was Tim's a fraud or whatever. And I was like, yeah, okay. He was probably one of their best players for QPR on that night. I think he was just he's such a driving force in that midfield. It's just really weird because he's been used like higher up the pitch quite a lot. I think tonight yeah. he's a bit deeper, which is suits him more. But maybe playing him with that bit for, further forwards, giving him a good like new dimension to his game, which might help in his development. But yeah, Aaron Ramsey as well is just looking 
silky. He, he's just he's grown in confidence. He's making great runs, and on the ball is uh, where he is now. It's outrageous, it's, really. Cause it's he, so good. Well, obviously, you know, being local, he was on loan at Cheltenham, and there was no real. I don't want to say buy into. No one really bought into him. Yeah, they were like, well, because yeah. I put out a tweet before. I was, oh, you know, would you have him back? And a lot of them were like, he's got all the ability, but he didn't know how to put it in, and especially in that league. Yeah, and um, it's very interesting seeing those types of players because you got players like like Cameron Archie who would probably just demolish League One if he went in there, but you've yeah. got players like Karen Ramsey who who just can't, and they probably just don't adapt to it as well, and they adapt to a more because the, cha- the cha- I wouldn't say the championship's too much of a step up from League One it is, but it, it's still just a little bit quicker and it's a little bit more technical because yeah. you've got teams like like your Burnleys and who would have ever thought I'd say Burnley was technical by the way that's that'll be on the bingo card. <laughs> it's crazy, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you've got those teams that have got the ability to play really well, so I think maybe that suits them a bit better. Um, it's- but. There's a lot of talk that he's the more talented of the two, technically. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of shouts about it from yeah. what I'd heard. But I love Jacob Ramsey. You can't you can't take him away from me. He's, he's, I just love him as a bloke and as a player. He's just it's going to be I hard because uh, yeah. I think that those two complement each other well. If there yeah. is a player on the pitch, it, Aaron's probably more of a a ten, maybe a wide. I mean, Jacob could be a wide left player as well. I've said that loads, but they're different. Aaron's technical one twos, etc. JJ's just powerful running. He's I, I said when he had his purple patch last season, it's sort of like a Yaya Toure mold, and it's gonna people might say, "Oh, don't be an idiot," but I just mean the way he plays. Yeah, his powerful runs and the way he gets into the box and how he strikes a ball as well. Like when he was scoring those goals, like quite regularly last season, there were just like there were power, but there was precision at the same time. Yeah, uh, he's a really interesting player like that. But yeah, Aaron Ramsey, I think sometimes the youth players, because there's so much going into the youth games now, obviously, they're quite technical players and that's hard to shine in like a, a League One, League Two if you don't have the physicality and he's not a big physical player. Whereas playing for Dean Smith in the championship, Norwich liked to pass the ball about. It was going to suit him because he's, he's a player, I think, that needs better players around him. Yeah. And this season he started, I, I tweeted when he first went to Norwich that he just needs time to, you know, fit in a bit and then he'll get going and he has. He, he's Clearly, just, yeah. yeah, he's shining there and it's, it's great to see because he had a great summer of, with uh, with England, didn't they? The under yeah, was it or under nineteens? He he, he the was unders. good then as well. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the rest of the season for him and Tim. Um, Chris Henry is now at Kilmarnock, is it something like that? He's an interesting player. Uh, youth is, I think Emery's quite good with youth, isn't he as well? He, as I said, he brought Martinelli. Oh, yeah, in. yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. start, etc. And it's, I think that the youth players should be feeling confident now about if they perform they might be given a chance. It's all it, the possibilities there and that's what excites me. I think, you know, I'm, I, I'm just, it's one of those weird situations again, where I feel like it's deja vu in it from last year, but mm-hmm. I'm just excited. And it's another project. It's something else to buy into. You, we're definitely a Premier League club now because we're chopping and changing managers all the time. So we're definitely back. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I feels feel like we're at home again. So no, I'm 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 just really excited. And uh, I'm buzzing. I'm I'm looking forward to having a game to review next week. To be honest, yeah. on the pod, it'll be funny remembering that I have to prepare for a podcast rather than turn up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Uh, so yeah. Look again. I I want to put out there before any any closing remarks. Uh, Everyone returning or newcomers, we are extremely grateful to have you back. It's uh, not often a podcast decides to leave for two months during 
peak have a little season. hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it it happens. It's a learning curve. We are back now. Um, I'm back and as committed as before, actually more so. And I know yeah. James is. Uh, I could just call on him to be honest. Just click my fingers and he turns up. And yeah, then when that's... I'm not there, he goes away. It's very interesting, to be honest. So I'm like the genie at the lamp. If you just, I was going to say, if you rub me three times, but we'll we'll change that. If you just <laughs> message me on WhatsApp, I'll turn up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll save me three times. Now, James, we're, we're not in the studio yet, but <laughs> no. we'll save it. Save that fine. until we beat United in the League <laughs> Cup. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll rub everything. It's fine. <laughs> What a wonderful place to leave it. Well, look, James, unless you've got anything further to add. Um, I love Unai Emery. I think that that's one thing. And uh, up the villa's the next. Yeah, up the villa is always I just unbelievably excited. It doesn't make sense. We've got Unai Emery as a manager. Predictions are coming out already. We are going to finish 11th and we are going to get to at least one cup final and win it. Yes. Seeing it now. Oh, God, everything. Yeah, I've said it. I don't care if we finish 14th and get a cup. That's all. I just want a cup. Yeah. I just want a cup. It'd be lovely. It'd be a successful season, that for me, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but I'm not going to go as far as to say I'd take relegation in a cup. I'm not I'm not going to no, do that. No. I'm not going to I'm not going to do a Matt Kendrick and say relegation in FA Cup. I'm not doing a Wigan, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I love the bloke, but I can't buy into that. We have to stay no, up. I'm no. sorry. I, I can't do all those games we, oh, fuck yeah. we would we do so many podcasts mind <laughs> it would be great <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. good podcast a... bad for my health so Re- reviewing two games weekly <laughs> oh oh yeah no <laughs> <laughs> another time for another hiatus i think if that happens <laughs> perfect all right then well thank you all for tuning in again we'll uh we'll see you next week uh undisclosed date one day we'll have a schedule but until then just keep an eye out on the twitter avfc faithful pod obviously follow the avfc faithful twitter account as the main one and obviously myself dan clarkey on the twitter and james yours is the holt 1874 yeah that's right oh look at that it's like i've had to tweet it every two nights when i steal his tweets perfect <laughs> cheers everyone and we'll speak to you next week yep see you in a bit up the villa